thank you so much for coming around and giving random ventures of an indie traveler a listen. Do you enjoy learning about interesting places and traveling? Join your host, Casey, as she shares her experience from different interesting popular and hidden travel gems of the world through fun experiences while traveling, as well as fun facts, history, culture of the world. Don't forget to check the description for Casey and Adrian's awesome travel tips. Let's get ready to roll. This week's Random Venture is all about Hooverdam, the industrial wonder. Water is one of the most important necessities in life, whether you love to drink it or not. (laughs) I know some that don't like water at all, including actually my sister Tessa. But anyways, keep in mind, water is everywhere. It's in that beer you may like to enjoy. Or how about that nice, refreshing, flavored, sparkling water? Yep, that's part water. Also, of course, there are swimming pools, lakes, oceans, and many, many other things that involve water. When there is so much water coming through, sometimes it's a decent idea to build a dam to help get a bang for your buck and have some awesome water-powered energy. I mean, energy can be very expensive, so natural energy is really very popular these days. And not only that, but the super epic engineering marvel Hoover Dam in the Black Canyon area of the Colorado River had various reasons as to why it was built. On top of the great water power going to Nevada, California, and Arizona, as well as water conservation and supply, and it also helped to put a stop to the Colorado River from flooding as it made its way to California. That's pretty incredible if you ask me. An interesting fact to go along with the flooding situation is, interestingly enough, the surveyor, who is the person that checks the land to see where the perfect area to build something. For this instance, his name was John Gregory Tierney, and he was the man who basically was supposed to find the best spot for the Hoover Dam project. Sadly, there was a flood right as he was in the middle of doing his job and surveying the area, and he actually ended up drowning in said flood. Millions of people flock to the Hoover Dam every single year, and it's no wonder that it's a hotspot for selfies. We came here before selfies, and this was, oh, back in the 2000s. And so selfies weren't really so popular back in that day, or I might have actually indulged. But this actually is a special memory because I got to experience this with my awesome dad and my super cool middle sister, which, side note, both of my sisters are super cool. Just to say, anyways, we were on a summer vacation and we made our way to Nevada. And, oh boy, that heat was extremely intense. And, okay, the heat wasn't very special. We would get a bag of ice for a cooler and I tell you, it didn't take really much time at all. And then it would have melted away already. At least, according to my mind, which goes way back to that day, and I don't know how accurate that is, but I feel like it melted within like half an hour. On a note going off that, I think if you want to make money, an ice cream shop or ice shop would be the real money maker in that area. 
anyways, it was such a cool experience. Not literally, but it was really awesome anyways. And I was much younger at the time, as mentioned, but I couldn't help but just imagine how massive this dam was as I stood there awestruck along with my dad and sister. You have the gorgeous Black Canyon and the amazing Hoover Dam. I didn't understand water conservation and power as much back then as I do now, but I can certainly appreciate the fact that it has helped that part of the USA so much. With COVID, it was closed from tours for a long time, but I think now you can do a self-tour. So this is exactly what we did, even though we went way before the COVID era. We walked around on the bridge walkway and experienced the splendor from up above. I remember thinking how amazing it was that thousands of people worked tirelessly for years to make this happen. And the architecture is truly awesome. It's quite possible you may get chills and this surreal feeling when seeing the dam for the first time when it's right there in front of your face. Honestly, it looks like a perfect picture or painting and you have the glorious mountains, the amazing engineering marvel which seemed to be way ahead of its time and you have this incredible amount of water around you along with the walking bridge and the beautiful sky. No matter rain or sunshine, it's still miraculous either way. We were lucky enough to have caught it on a beautiful sunny day. It's because of this dam that Lake Mead exists. Though it also meant that several areas had to be completely evacuated as well for the safety of those past residents in order to make it all happen. All thanks to about 21,000 brave workers in engineering, this awesome touristic marvel is around for all to enjoy. Apparently, back when it was in the whole construction zone, people would sometimes stop and simply watch in awe as some of the high scalers who would go through some pretty cool stunts while rappelling down the walls of the beautiful Black Canyon as some pesky loose rocks would be hanging from the gorgeous walls. So they would get rid of all these loose rocks as they were having fun and in a way showing off for those that were lucky enough to be able to enjoy the show. That's right, some people would pull over and just watch in amazement as these awesome workers were rappelling down the cliffside of the Black Canyon. How cool would that be? Anyways, there was one, Louis Fagan, who was the biggest daredevil of the Hoover Dam crew, and he had gained some nicknames to show for it, including the Human Pendulum and One Rope Fagan. Much like a chain, how the links are locked into each other, he would lock arms or legs with other fellow crew members and swing them to the next spot as they worked their way along the walls. Now that would be one incredible selfie to have something like that in the background. Ooh, I cannot imagine. Too bad that wasn't really a thing back in those days. Uh, 1900s and selfies just weren't really so big. Anyways, as awesome as Fagan was, there was also another who was actually a real-life superhero. This high scaler saw that his supervisor appeared to be falling, and it was as if he were falling directly from the sky, and he surely would have met his end if it weren't for... Oliver Cowan, who had been doing his work around 25 feet or over 8 meters below, and he caught the engineer's leg just in time, swooping in for the rescue. Imagine a blue and red blur of absolute power flying over and through the epic Hoover Dam. It's a giant mad bird. It's a rocket. No, not quite. 
but it is, in fact, Superman. The original movie from the late 1970s actually showed Superman flying over this mighty dam. Perhaps this could be a nod towards that hero that saved his boss as he was falling to what would have certainly been his death. Once a hero, always a hero. For his awesome effort and skill with life-saving, Cowan rightfully received a Carnegie Medal due to his heroism and courage during this time. He definitely deserves that one. He's like a real-life Superman or something. You have the good, the bad, and the ugly sometimes. There was the chief engineer, Francis Trenholm Crow, who actually rather despised his work crew. He couldn't stand them, and to partially quote, according to Crow, they were malcontents who I would be glad to get rid of. Ooh, tough crowd. I guess some people just can't take in some extra bits of awesome in their day and free oneself from so much seriousness. Ooh, really? You know how Disney princesses and many superheroes have a sidekick? Even on Star Wars, now there's baby Yoda, and of course there is Yoda, but... I don't know if Yoda was kind of a one-man thing, not really a sidekick. Anyway, so the workers had their own in the form of an adorable black Labrador named Mix. I think if I was working on the Hoover Dam, I would want the task to take care of Mix. Anyways, back to the numbers. When the project first started, there were about 3,000 initially and grew even more as the construction itself in return. Because there were so many workers, of course, They had to have a place to stay. And all there was around the area was pure desert. That's it. Desert, maybe some tumbleweeds and cactus and some cliffs and rocks. But that's about it. The answer was to build a town to help keep the workers comfortable and happy. Then Boulder City was born. Not Boulder, Colorado, but the one in Nevada, if you were confused. And yes, Nevada and Colorado are actually really close to one another. Las Vegas, Nevada is of course known for being a place of gambling and much more. But during the planning stage of the Hoover Dam, something incredible happened. Even if just temporarily, Las Vegas went clean to appear as though it was a classier city. It went as far as brothels and speakeasies closing for the day that someone who is a huge part of this project, the interior, Ray Lyman Wilbur, was coming to town for a visit. And Las Vegas really cleaned up their act just for this short bit of time. It's almost like this Ray guy is like Santa Claus. I mean, think about it. Las Vegas shuts down there and Santa Claus, people want to be good. So they're on his nice list so that they get presents. And I guess it's not exactly the same, but it's just a little kind of comparison, I think. So Ray Lyman is, in a way, like Santa Claus. When he comes to town, everybody has to be on their best behavior. The Hoover Dam, and its name, has a really interesting story. So, of course, the name came from the U.S. former president, Herbert Hoover. It almost took the name Boulder Dam Project instead, as surveyors had suggested it initially. Though, in 1930, there was a ceremony which was held to mark the start of this grand project, and then it was announced that it would be named instead after the 31st U.S. president. In 1947, it officially gained its title as we know it today. A lot of people were not actually such fans of this, as Hubert wasn't really the most popular U.S. president. But I guess who is? 
If you're going to be a president, then you're not always going to be liked by everybody. Anyways, it was the Secretary of the Interior, Wilbur, who was in fact working with Herbert Hoover as his boss. And this Wilbur guy went to the site during the official opening, and he said he was basically the one to officially give the dam a name, and that it would be the Hoover Dam. Some still decided to call it Boulder Dam, as they certainly did not agree with this. Something even more interesting is that the namesake president wasn't even invited to the dedication of the Hoover Dam project. Mr. Franklin Delano Roosevelt also didn't really think so highly of Hoover, apparently. Roosevelt didn't exactly send the invite. Oh, I guess he could say that it got lost in the mail. Also, in his big ceremonial speech at this time, Roosevelt didn't mention the namesake here at all. Oops, yikes, talk about a low blow. Anyways, that is in the past. Can you believe this thing is 726 feet or, if you're across the pond, 221 meters high? If such a monstrous dam had a large amount of damage, many states would be affected, also including Colorado. There was potential for much chaos during World War II when there was an attempt to bomb the Hoover Dam. To build something of this size, of course it doesn't exactly run cheap. There were investors that were extremely interested, but not one had the amount to cover the entire funding for it. Finally, it was a joint effort and multiple investors agreed to help out, and something called Six Companies won the bid at nearly $49 million. The workers should have been very proud because at the time, this was among the first solo structures that involved more stonework and also masonry than that one place. The place with the famous pyramid, you know. Yeah, Egypt. Oh, the Great Pyramid of Giza. That's the one. And how incredible is that? Also, did you know that there is so much concrete within the dam that if it was stretched out, it could build a 3,000-mile road? If you're a kilometer type person, then this would be easy enough to spread across the width of the United States. Speaking of all this concrete, it needed to be cooled to the right temperature. So they had what was the world's biggest refrigerator that had an awesome engineering team stirred up and it was there and good to go for this particular job. It amazingly created over 1,000 tons of ice every single day. You can have one major party with all that kind of ice, am I right? I'm sure if it was placed in the Nevada desert, people would go crazy for it. If it wasn't for this special fridge, then much of the dam would have possibly crumbled into small bits. To construct something so grand, of course, it's not a piece of cake. It was rather challenging, and many sacrifices took place to make it happen. The workers had to endure quite a bit. You know how Nevada and Arizona are both known for being super hot? Like I mentioned earlier? If not, then of course now you know. But seriously, this is some intense heat, like 120 degrees Fahrenheit, or nearly 49 degrees Celsius, to help out my non-USA listeners. Also, on the flip side, come winter, it can be absolutely freezing. Imagine working outside for about five years from 1931 to 1936, in conditions like this. The Hoover Dam took 112 lives away during the building process. And there's a myth that mentions bodies that were buried in the Hoover Dam, but apparently this is false and there are none. Highwaymen, which is a song that Jimmy Webb wrote, 
but it grew in popularity as the one and only Johnny Cash had made it particularly famous. And thank you to my dad who actually reminded me of this song. He was talking to me as I asked him, do you remember much about when we went to the Hoover Dam? It was a long time ago, everyone. So <laughs> yeah, it was something that we will remember. It was a long time ago. So he said, oh, there's that song though that was about the Hoover Dam. So yeah, and I just wanted to share a little bit. So the lines go, I was a dam builder across the river deep and wide, where steel and water did collide. A place called Boulder on the wild Colorado, I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below. They buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound. And okay, so that's just very interesting. And this song, it was about the Hoover Dam because you hear about Boulder on the wild Colorado. So I know people could get confused. There is a Boulder city in Colorado or Boulder, but yeah, this is different. Anyways, this song is about the Hoover Dam, but apparently there are actually no bodies buried in that concrete as much as a lot of people think. I hope you really enjoyed this adventure. And if you've never been to the Hoover Dam, then make sure that you grab your camera or phone and selfie stick because you'll definitely want to take a selfie when you get there. Have you been to this area or do you have a great suggestion of another super awesome place? Feel free to reach out at randomindietraveler at gmail.com, Instagram at randomindietraveler, YouTube at Random Ventures of an Indie Traveler. Check out Random Ventures of an Indie Traveler podcast on podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And be sure to come back next week and tune in for another awesome adventure. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Catch you in the next one.